Welcome back to The Deal. I'm Danny Brown. We have a Labor Day special, holiday special show for you. We are releasing James Ferrier, NFL Steelers legend, two-time Pro Bowl, two-time Super Bowl champion. Man, this guy's unbelievable. He's such an articulate, warm, kind soul, yet he was one of the most ferocious human beings on the planet. To play middle linebacker in the NFL, you have to be the toughest person on the planet period and to now see james in his post-career life as a father as a mr dad carpool that's all he's about right now it's just a beautiful thing so this is this is really really a fun fun conversation with my buddy james life after football and how he went from being the toughest guy on the planet to being the nicest dad on the planet so you guys are gonna like this it's a lot of fun talk to you soon Welcome to The Deal. How you been? Glad to be here, man. Thanks Thank for having me. You. Thank you. So before we get started, University of Virginia, you grew up in Virginia. You went to University of Virginia. Uh, pretty big hoops yes. win. You guys won the national championship. What a year, man. What a, it, it was a tough year going back to last year and the nationals, uh, the sweet, the tournament and getting knocked out in the first round, being the first seed to ever right. lose to a 16 seed uh they say that was, was the, like the greatest upset in the tournament history uh yeah pretty I think close it, to it i think it was it has to be university I mean, it has to of be. maryland baltimore county yeah was the 16th seed and virginia came in ranked one overall yeah they were the number one overall seed for the tournament they were the number one team <laughs> in the country the whole season right and the favorite. yeah yeah i mean of course they were the favorite they collapsed. so yeah that well, was brutal that a year brutal. later, things have changed. Just made this the, this year that much more sweeter. I mean, you know, you 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 write these stories in Hollywood about you know teams that go through this and you know having to come back through that and the adversity that yeah, and then being down fourteen in the first game right again. Like here we go again. Yeah, think about that. Oh man, that were was you just so nervous at that disgusted. point? Disgusted. I, I was sick. I <laughs> you were was just sick. gonna turn yeah. off the TV. Yeah, I, I turned it off. <laughs> I said, I'm not watching the tournament. Until. I mean, I don't know. Could you have survived that a second time another, collapse? Or that would have been collapse. the end of being a basketball fan? No. no. Too painful. It was just, yeah, I would have been, you know, asking to replace the coach and, you know, yeah. calling for the coach's head. Right. Like, something's not right. Bring bring back Wooden. We need to say, you but, and my boy Jay Lux, who also went to Virginia. Jay was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, grew up out there and went to University of Virginia, and he was freaking out that they were going to the finals. But you know what? Well-deserved Virginia. Oh, man. Big win. It was painful to see them lose last yes. year. And very painful in that first game this year. But they made it. They won it. Oh. They made it. So what What was uh, – give us a little bit about your Virginia background. You grew up in Virginia? Yes. Grew up in Virginia. Born and raised. Uh, when I was trying to decide where I was going to go to college, you know, of course, the big two big football schools were Virginia and Virginia Tech. Yes. So I had those two schools. Michael Vick. Yes. Yeah. Michael Vick, the great Michael one. Michael Vick, Virginia Tech. Yeah, he's a he's a couple years younger than me. Oh, so, he was younger, yeah. so you were already yeah the superstar. He was coming up. Oh, how, he how, was, how, He can't be that much younger. You're uh, pretty close. A couple years. 
Maybe, not, so not close maybe enough. Maybe five or six. Okay, so you weren't yeah, in high school was, together. Yeah, it was no. a different era. I was. I came along in the Allen Iverson era. Ooh, so yeah, there you go. Yeah, he he was a Virginia star. Yes, he and was. He was like an the, unbelievable football player. Amazing football player. He, like they thought he was going to be an NFL. He was guy. the number one uh, football recruit and the number one basketball recruit at in, the same time. Yeah, at the same time. So. Now, were you? Did you play against him in high school? No, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to play. He played in his school was uh, close to the beach, and I lived closer in where I was like an hour and a half. So away. he was like Virginia Beach area, Virginia Beach area, and you were inland. So yeah. totally different. But you were aware of him being a superstar oh, at that course. point. Oh, Everyone knew he was. Everybody knew who he was just from you know what happened to him in high school. Yeah, and uh, with all that stuff. But he didn't play after. Uh, High school, he just played basketball. That was that, right? Yeah, he was he, any more football after that. He was in jail. John Thompson gave him a scholarship. Right, got him Saved out of they got him out of jail and God bless John yeah, Thompson. He played basketball. Did that with a lot league. of guys. It was a lot of guys that oh, Thompson mentor guys that coach. were bad upbringings, jail, prison, single family, oh, yeah. single parent home, like troubled kids, and he, he got him into this education, the, and the great culture there at Georgetown. And, Coach them for yeah, life. What a great school, Georgetown. Amazing school. If you go there, what, what an incredible yeah. school. So here you are in Virginia. You're a high school star. Do you play other sports besides football? Yeah, I played everything. Bas- everything. Uh, not basketball. I was going to say baseball. I ran track. I wrestled. Nice. Wrestling was my favorite. Really? Yes. I can imagine. Loved Were it. you already big in high school in terms no, of No, like- not really. So I started wrestling in the ninth grade, and I was uh, – 160 pounds. What? Yes, I was. And, so you're just an average. And ninth so grader. I was really light. I was like 152, but but you were in the 160 yeah, I, division. I had to go into the 160 because I think the the my teammate that was uh had was the 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 one I was supposed to be in the I didn't uh he was he was better than me so Got it. I couldn't. You weren't good enough. Yet. Yeah. I had to I had to go up and wait. So you were wrestling, loving that. What position Loved did you it. play in baseball? Baseball, did everything. All of it. Outfield, first all base, never pitched, never caught. Yeah. But so played else. all of it in high school, but clearly through high school you became a football star. Were you player of the year or uh, all state, all I that? Think I was, yeah, I was all state and I think co player of the year. And you year. was it clear for you that you wanted to stay in Virginia? I mean, going to Notre Dame or no, USC or anywhere no, else? No, not at first. Okay. When I first started getting recruiting recruited, I thought that, you know, I wanted to go to Penn State. Penn State, okay. Because I was a linebacker at uh-huh. Penn State U. I knew a couple guys from Paterno. Virginia. Yeah, Paterno. Sense. You know, so did you take I, a recruiting trip there? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I, my recruiting trips were Boston College, Penn State, uh, North Carolina, and Virginia, and I canceled my Virginia Tech. Wow. Yeah, Virginia the, Tech must have been That just was the so last upset. one. And, yeah, I think th- it, it comes down to, you know, how you order your, your school. So, you know, by the time you get to the end of the list, you know. Like, you're so tired. You're fatigued. You're tired. You, know what you, you don't want to. Wanna, yeah. You're like trying but, to make a decision. So you didn't take your fifth trip? No. Are you kidding me? I a high school it. kid had a chance to take a trip and go hang out. I was out tired. I was tired Virginia of the Tech, whole process. the home of Michael Vick, you could have had a blast. <laughs> I didn't think I wanted to go there anyway. No, I understand. That, yeah. 
Because yeah. you, know, you have good values, and we'll talk about that later. But that's a typical James Ferrier decision. He had good values, probably didn't want to waste anyone's time or lead them yeah. on. I would have gone to the parties, frat row. I would have been all I up thought about v- it. I thought VT. about Come it. on, James. Yeah, I thought about it. Now you regret it. Yeah, I have, I have friends that went to Virginia Tech during that same time period, so I got a chance to visit them and visit the campus. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you had plenty of fun. You're, no one's yeah. you playing know, the college, violin for you. College was, yeah, that's the most fun time you'll ever have in your life. Good school, good education at Virginia. Uh, yeah, are you friends with any of your college guys? Are you still, oh, still yeah. in touch? We, so that's cool. We all still keep up with And who was your coach then? George Welsh. It's a great coach. Great coach. He just passed away recently. Oh, rest yeah. in peace to him and his he family. Was a, he was an old school guy. Tough. Yeah, he was from the Navy. So he, wow. him and Joe Paterno coached together. So he had sort so of that So that was mold. old school, yeah. tough football, yeah. discipline, yeah. up early, work hard, yeah. no BS. If you're on time, you're late. Yes. Be 15 minutes early to be on time. I know that. Yeah. That was like Coach Cruz that we had, Frank Cruz. Yeah, but you know. I got to get him on the podcast. Coaches like that and being around people like that, that, you know, that molds you. And, you know, you you. go back and look about, think about the things that, you know, he taught you. And, you know, it's just really life changing. Did you have that kind of experience in high school with coaching or no? Uh, Well, high school is a little different. I mean, you know, most of the coaches in high school, they're not teachers, really, yeah, yeah. They're they're yeah. all teachers, and you know that they're doing that to get that extra paycheck. Yeah. It's rare to have a, time, a special but, yeah. coach in high school. Yeah, like, so we, you know, I was a, from a small school, so you know, yeah. so we didn't no, really we didn't have, have big, some, yeah, highly recognized guy. We, but you we know, were we lucky had good coaches. I mean, yeah, yeah. So that enough. said, that, that's an interesting point. It seems, I mean, getting to the NFL, obviously everyone's got the tools and the speed and the size, but going to a college with a hardcore disciplinarian coach who's teaching you to be on time, is teaching you to watch film. Is te- there's no other way except working hard every day, getting the most out of every day. How much does that prep you for the NFL? Because I can't think about how many people I know or people I don't know but that went to the NFL, first-rounders, that didn't make it. And really, yes, yeah, some had injuries and it was bad luck. But a lot of times it's the mental toughness and the discipline of not being able to grind what you need mm-hmm. to do. It doesn't matter how talented you are at the NFL. Everyone's so talented. You have to be able to grind day in and day out. What do you speak to that? Do you think that was important oh, to have that kind of yeah, leadership and coaching? That definitely built the, the foundation, a strong foundation to carry me on throughout my career. I mean, you know, you go through those, you know, summer training camps Oof. and, you know, it's hot. Oh, and you got Virginia? coaches yelling in your How ear. hot was it in Virginia in August? It's 110? hot, yeah. Oh. Hot and humid. Humid. 110 yes. and humid. It's, it's the humidity that gets you. Two-a-days? Oh. Yeah, all of that stuff. You know, oh. going through all of that Jerry, stuff that every year. And, you know, that helps build character and, yeah. you know, build what you need to, you know, be successful in, yeah. in your career, I whatever bet. you do. I bet. Well, look. I didn't want this to be a typical ESPN Sports, ABC, NFL interview discussion. I really wanted it to get into more personal, get to the edges, get to the serious stuff, especially with you. You're a very articulate, intellectual guy. Uh, you have great values. You are a huge family man, and I want to get into that. But before we turn into that, I just wanted to talk a little bit about 
what it actually means to be an NFL athlete. And most people, most human beings, unless you've played at least at a competitive high school level of football, you have no clue the physicality, the collisions, the power, the force, what people go through. If you played high school at a high level and you were very involved, you, you have a taste. And obviously, if you played college, you, you have a better taste. But we're talking about the greatest athletes on the planet, the strongest, fastest, toughest athletes on the planet, having collisions for three hours. Um, I can't really articulate that. The only thing I could think of in my life, and I played football through high school and uh, you know, was going to play college, but I blew out my knee. So that was the end of me. I'm probably lucky that that happened. I, if I played another four, four years of college, it would have gotten really beat up. But the only other thing I can compare it to in sports, I was thinking about this before you came in, was big wave surfing. We have a book here of Mavericks. And I'm not, a, I love surfing, but I'm not a big wave surfer. I'm not, you know, I've surfed big waves for me, 10 foot, 15 foot, but I'm not going out at Mavericks and Bonsai Pipeline. I'm not doing life-threatening stuff. But those guys that do, the description of what it's like to wipe out and be held under, it's like being in a washing machine and your body is running around. It feels like your arms and legs are being pulled off. You can't breathe, yet you have to have the ability to stay calm and fight all your survival instinct. Because if you panic, which all of us normally would do, if you panic, you run out of oxygen and then you do drown. So I've never done it at that level but i've done it at a big enough level of waves where i'm like whoa i felt that and it was nothing like so the only i was the only other things yet football is a three hours i don't know 50 60 70 plays and that's one game so i don't think people really relate to that now before where i'm going with this is okay you got all the toughest men on the planet in the nfl any one of them maybe except the kicker right and even the kickers are getting cocked diesel now so i'm not they're getting bigger and stronger too and they're throwing up but uh, if there was gonna, if you're gonna pick one position or one, the toughest guy on the field, it's middle linebacker, inside linebacker. That's what you played you, 15 years in the NFL. So you basically were the baddest man on the planet for a long <laughs> okay, time. That's the way you want to put it. That's yeah. the way I'm looking at. And, and why I'm bringing this up is because I think of the mindset that you must have had, the toughness, the physical and mental toughness to go through that year after year, and now life after football. I know you after football where you are a serious family man. You have five beautiful children, a dynamic, beautiful wife who we love, Amon. Hi, Amon. She might be walking around somewhere. Yeah, I definitely have um, to see her. But like you are dedicated to your family. Values are yes. clearly important. You're like a Mr. Mom now. You're this like gentle, kind, warm guy. <laughs> Couldn't be more different than when I look at these pictures now that I look at this guy. That guy's <laughs> like a ferocious lion. So yeah. talk to me about the mindset it took to get to the NFL, survive in the NFL, because you can't have been, you can't be this nice when you put on your helmet. So, what's oh. the mindset to play in the NFL at that competitive level versus what's the mindset now being a father? And you know, it's just as intense in a totally different way. It's not physical collisions, but having little kids run around. Whew. So basically, I mean, being an NFL player or being any type of pro athlete. Uh, the main your main focus is taking care of your body right I mean that's your money maker that's you know that's the bottom line so basically you have to train yourself to be able to get yourself in shape and be able to play whatever sport it is and you know football just happened to be mine so you know just learning how to get your body into the best shape and be the most prepared you know athlete out there and you know, you don't want your body to fail you because that's, 
you know, where you're going to, where you're going to be successful. So, mm -hmm. you know, just that transition and, you know, you saying being ferocious and all that stuff on the football field, uh, I felt like that was something that just naturally came to me. You know, it was like, you know, I'm, a, I was a certain kind of way off the field and just a normal, you know, person like anybody else. And then it was a certain way I had to be on the football field. And yeah. it was a certain mentality that you have to have. And, you know, you just go into the, once you get a step out onto the field, you know, you start, you know, thinking about all the things you need to do. You forget about everything that's going on in your life and your the world. world. stops. It's just, yeah, you have and to it's be just focused focus. on football. Yeah coverages and, and schemes and you know whatever it may be you know whatever practice is or you yeah. know whatever you're going through training anything so yeah you know that going through that and having to do that and you know having that mindset for so long i played 15 years so you know yeah, and the plus college just plus to repeat, high school yeah yeah just repeating all of those things that help build over the years and day in day out yeah Moment and, to moment, hour to hour. You know, it all comes together on Sunday, you know, game day, all of that stuff that you work hard for all week, and boom, you show that product on Sunday. And, you know, that prepared me for what I'm doing now, basically. Life after yeah. sports. Yeah, it's it no uh, – I think that football definitely prepared me for parenthood <laughs> in ways that, you know, I think are very helpful for me now. You know, sure. I think that – you know, the biggest thing with football is that, you know, you go into a game, you have a whole game plan ready, and a team comes out and some, does something totally different Yeah. for the whole game. So you you, you all you have a plan until they punch you in the mouth. Yeah, you're basically <laughs> having Tyson to quote. adjust to, you know, what's going on at the time yeah. and, you know, have to be able to, you a know, figure out decisions and, and, you know, do things like that. And kids are the exact same way. I mean – my, I have four kids, five kids, and, you know, me and my wife have four together. And, you know, they're all different personalities. They all change, and they're all, like, you can, you know, when they wake up in the morning, you need to see how they're, what their temperament is to know what type of day it's going to be. Yeah. So what's tougher, stopping Tom Brady in the oh, New England offense man, or running around with was little easy. kids? Football was definitely easier <laughs> That's great. for sure. Yeah. You know, having to Did deal I tell with, you how tough it is, Sarah? <laughs> dealing Parenthood with kids is, no joke. is if yeah. you're in it like you are, and I, I mean, you are really in it. It's twenty four yeah, seven, all say, consuming. Yeah. So, I mean, my twins are five year olds. They're five. They're about to be six in July. My three year old, she's and about the to baby be four. Is, uh, Eighteen months or a little over a year. Yeah, she'll be four in June. The baby is four, fifteen. Is 15 months? Yes, 15 months. Yeah. He was born in January. So, so it'll be fun months. to get them out on the beach this summer with my kids and let them run around yeah. and go nuts. You know, they this is their first year they started track this year. So the twins. And, you know, it's been like a life-changing really? moment for me. Yeah. It was, it, I mean. Bringing sports into so, being a father. Yeah. My, my oldest twin is always running around. She always telling me she wants to run and you know, they have Got a it. great track program out where we live. So awesome. it was just a natural, yeah, we're gonna get the twins when they're old enough to run track. And they responded to it. They So, you know, they're excited. I'm excited. I'm thinking like, oh man, you know, having this opportunity for my kids and right. them being able to being able to be out there and watch them grow and I'm thinking that they're gonna, you know, 
they're so excited about it and looking forward to it. You know, they have me fired up. I'm ready to go. <laughs> so we get out there the first day. You know, they're the youngest. Oh, they're of the, young. Okay. Of the, yeah, they're the youngest. And they have they go all the way up from five to like 15 or 16. Got it. So okay. it's like so they're in there. They're at yeah. a young age. So they get out there. The first thing they have to do is run two laps around the track. Uh oh. That how did that how did oh, that work out? That was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. That how was, was that? that let me know right there that like, whoa, maybe I need to slow down my expectations. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah they were ready to quit. They were yeah, ready they, for the they Olympics. Run, yeah. They could not run two laps. Now, granted, a lot of those kids couldn't do it. And, you know, it was the first day. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it takes a lot. You know, it's hard for, you know, grownups to do laps like that. So, yeah. So, man, I came home just totally deflated. Bummed and, out. Oh, like, uh, man. My wife was like, yeah, honey, just, just, you shouldn't have, <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have just put so much thought into this. I mean, they're only five years old. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> This, you know, so now, and I volunteer, so I'm a volunteer, so I'm oh, out there, there with them every day. So, you Teaching know, that, them that first step, that, that first, first step week, explosion. Yeah, that first week was like, man, I'm going to just, yeah, I'm going to just cheer them on and be happy. It just, it's a hard thing, yeah. coaching kids. I'm still having trouble. My oldest now is eight playing baseball, and it's really hard. It's really hard, the expectations, and you, oh, yeah. you don't want to put them on the ex- – you don't want to give them the – put the pressure on them. But then I right. see – if I don't, I see what other kids are already doing at this young age. It's so accelerated with the coaches and the travel. and the, I feel like I, I, it's a hard balance because I don't want to be the overbearing parent. Right. Exactly. But it, I have all this knowledge to give them. I, I want to give it to them and give them the best right. chance to succeed. Exactly. Anyways, that, I think that's a dad thing. It's a dad thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's got to be a dad, dad thing. It's got to be. I mean, be. yeah. My wife's like, just calm down. Let them just have fun. Got a fun. few more years. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And then, uh, so this past weekend was their first invitational track meet. Oh, so, they had you a know, track meet. Yeah. So, you know, they this is their, probably their third or fourth one. And, you know, they did pretty good the first two or three. And this was like the big one. <laughs> so it's like 15 teams. Wow. Like, They're it's in it. like legit. Like all two days it's a two-day event so yeah you have to come uniforms back. and the whole thing yeah uniforms <laughs> all that yeah so yeah we get out there and you know they get into the the first race so they're the youngest group so they don't do finals on the second day they do most of the final stuff the five-year-olds yeah they do that first the first day so yeah my my girls they're on the relay team together they're two yeah they're two of the legs on the relay team nice and one of the the track uh one of the one of their teammates wasn't there so, so they they weren't going to be able to run <laughs> and so we got a we got an alternate another uh young girl that found a five-year-old that was five, to we fill found in. our five-year-old to fill in <laughs> and they got out there and you know it was it was the final so it's just you win and that's that's what you place yeah and they got third and that was their first medal and Very excited. yeah it was unbelievable yeah that, there you go they yeah they caught the bug probably oh they caught the bug and yeah I didn't even have to do anything I, yeah, yeah. Well, the they just got that taste they get the taste and that's what you want to naturally get the bug get the taste of feeling what it's like to compete I mean, and win yeah. and then, then they do it on their own that's what we hope as parents I didn't have to do anything I didn't yeah. do I didn't overcoach them I didn't do anything I, yeah I just told them to go out there and have fun and yeah. yeah that's what they've been doing and they've been improving and yeah it's been great so I I love this 
theme and concept concept with you from being, you know, the toughest guy on the planet to being this kind, gentle Mr. Mom. Uh, let's go back and give me like what's a typical Sunday game routine to get ready. You got the Patriots Sunday. Oh, like, what is yeah. your routine versus what is your routine now on a Sunday or a Monday with the kids and what? G- give me the r- the routine. And you don't have to censor it. Let's hear yeah. the real deal. How, how, Typical game day. Were you, you know. firing up or were you meditating? I know it's people, the players uh, are different The day things. of the game, it depends on what time the game is. So I used to like early games. Okay. I used to like one o'clock games. Okay, so it's a one o'clock it's game. It's like wake up, eat some breakfast, and time to go. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to think about anything. You don't have to wait around all day to, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, that was my... That was my favorite time to play the early one o'clock games. And uh, it was basically, you know, I wake up. We usually stayed in the hotel the night before the game. Okay, so the whole team's there in the yeah, hotel. Yeah, so the whole team's there. Wake up, eat. Uh, I used to eat a light breakfast, maybe just a couple pieces of bacon and some toast, like not too much. Okay, and, uh, so you're not a huge breakfast. Not a huge breakfast huh. fan. I mean, I love breakfast. It's my favorite food, but, but before not game, on game day. Yeah, I don't it. want anything. And you wouldn't eat anything else until 1 o'clock game, or you would have other things? Oh, no, I wouldn't eat until after the game. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah that's so eat a light breakfast. Light breakfast, head home to get changed. And usually, you know, if it's a home game, you, you, my family used to be there, you know. Got it. And I would get them ready to get to the game because I had to be there early. Yeah. So, you know. So how early are you getting there now for a 1 o'clock? We would get to a game, a 1 o'clock game. We have to be there at 11. That's yeah, so not so early. Yeah, it's not too bad. Because the game starts. And then what's your routine from there? Get to the locker room. Get dressed. Get taped. I'm listening to my music now. So now I'm just listening to my all my Thing, all my music to get me fired up and what ready to go. What would you be go. listening to? For, all, give me an example. Just rap music. A lot of yeah, like NWA, old school, Doctor Dre. Would yeah, love it. Oh yeah, Terry Heller will like that. We had Terry yeah. Heller on the podcast, and uh, his uncle Jerry Heller signed NWA, and we were talking about Doctor yeah. Dre anyway. But yes, classics. All you know, hardcore gangster rap, basically. I love it. So you're getting so, fired up. Yeah, that's that gets intense. That, yeah, that that would get my heart beating a little and bit. And once they earphone you were listening to headphones listening to music with the earphones yes so once that happens is that no more communicating with people just listening to music no or? i'm still i'm still talking to oh, people in the locker room. yeah Everyone's i'm talking loud in the locker room being it. crazy yeah you're being trying crazy. to get everybody fired up so yeah. you're getting people I'm, fired up you're now the hype man basically the, yeah as the leader know, of a team i was one of them yeah i yeah. was one of the hype men and you know just you know trying to give Get bring a lot of energy to the group because I know it's going to take a whole lot for this game today. So I want everybody fired up, ready to go. Right. And, you know, I had to be fired up and ready to go. Yeah. So, so you took it upon yourself as a leader. Yeah. Say, hey, I got to get everyone to their maximum ability. Yeah, so then everybody goes ready. out. They warm up. Everybody warms up. And I used to go out early to stretch. So I used to go out and stretch. So when warm ups came, I was just talking trash. Yeah, I wasn't. You, mean you really, would go and stretch on your own. Yeah, I was stretched before so the you're ready. before the stretch, so I would be already ready and ready to go. And now you're talking trash to the other team. Talking trash to my teammates, to your teammates, to myself, to Everybody. other team. Yeah, anybody. Yeah, just trying it. to get myself going. Trying to get and, yourself yeah, any edge to get fired get into up. that mentality. I mean, for me, I wanted to play mad, angry, and yeah, pissed off. Yeah, that's the way. I mean, that's the only way to play. So. 
is there butterflies when you're playing in the NFL, even when you're a veteran? Is there that, oh, yeah. oh my God, this is scary. I could really hurt my, is there any fear or is it no. you got to overcome it like the big wave surfers and say, look, I got to go make, I'm going to collide with some of the toughest men on the planet. I need to get yeah, ready for that. That's what all that stuff, that I was, stuff yeah, that's what all that, all that I was doing, yeah. doing it just to try not to even think, think about, about that. Yeah. So you're, that just doesn't, you can't let it in. Yeah, you, gotta you don't get, let it in. You got to get fired I up mean, and you're ready to go in and just yeah. crush somebody. Yeah, which basically. you you did fourteen hundred plus times. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, basically, yeah, warm ups, come back into the locker room. The coach says what he's gonna say, and then we go out there and you know have at it. There you go. And then during the game, once you get back to halftime, by halftime, are you totally fatigued and banged up, and you're just catching some water and getting your breath? No, or what happens no. at halftime? Halftime is that's the adjustment period. That's the time. mental adjustments. Yeah, that's when you really. See the Strategy. good teams. Yeah, you see the good teams that know how to make adjustments at halftime. Those are going to be the better teams. So that's where the chess players yeah, that, take I mean, over. Just like I said, you know, you go into a game practicing something all week of what you've seen on tape, and they come out and do something, something totally different, different yeah. every time, you know. And we had a pretty good defense, so teams would never just show us what they were going to do. Yeah. They were always Ever. hiding. Yeah, it was always going to be something try new. Try to keep you off balance. It was always something different. And, you know, we had a good enough coaching staff that yeah. they were great at adjusting at halftime. Who were some of your defensive coordinators and linebacker oh, coaches? Dick LeBeau, the great wow. Dick LeBeau. Legends, he, I mean, yeah. he, he played 15, 14, 15 years in the league. Coach, he, I think. Saw a lot of football. Coach, 50 years, maybe. 50 years. Yeah. He just, I think last said? year was his first year not coaching yeah. football. They were playing with leather helmets when he yeah. started. I think he might have had, he might have went to And they went to one bar. Yeah, he might have had all of that. He might have had all of that. So yes. he was one of them. Was, were you playing under Tomlin? That Tomlin, was Tomlin, was there, right? Tomlin yeah. was there. My last five years was yeah. Tomlin. My first five years was uh, Bill Cowher. Yeah, so you won a Super Bowl with both? With yes. Cowher, one with Cowher, one, one with Tomlin. Each. Yeah. Unreal. What an accomplishment. You never wear your rings, huh? Uh, you couldn't just rock the rings for us and I thought I forgot about play. it. I was gonna I was gonna on. wear I one of them. Tell him on, tell him to get his rings in here. We, yeah. we were gonna wear Virginia hats for you uh, too, but yeah, uh, I kept my Virginia I had, hat. I had at home showings this morning. I couldn't get I couldn't get to Foot Locker to get a hat. <laughs> so so you had some great coaching there too. A, a question before we get into the, your parenting routine. Coming from college, you're already a big time player. Skill set in terms of learning the position and learning the game. Did you get to the NFL and then have to relearn and learn all sorts of? I don't mean playbooks and schemes. I mean, no. did, did you have to learn yeah. how to play linebacker, or you already knew? And now it was just studying play. Now it's learning how to be a professional linebacker. And like what does that learning mean? Learning how to study the game, studying tape. Yeah, learning how to watch tape, learning how to you know study your opponent to where you can just all look tendencies. at yeah you can look at it look at how they're standing and tell you know what they're gonna what's going to do on this guy's leaning this yeah. way this guy's hands here that's a run and you, you you're not looking at just one person you're looking at the whole the whole now, weren't you scene. doing that in college though or just not at that level i mean you're watching tape yeah in you're college, doing yeah but, you're doing that but just not you know, at college that level you, of, you, yeah you still have to go to class you have yeah. study hall you, you know you want to go to parties yeah like a kegger it's, and it's, the yeah. dbt house yeah, you don't want to miss that that's all of that too now in college so college is a little bit different now. yeah so you're just and, putting in more hours yeah. of studying the game nfl you get a, you go to work at 7 30 you get home at 5 30 yeah so it's and all it's, those hours. it's all day 
is there Every technique day. though that you're learning that you didn't learn or you really. pretty much I knew mean, it? You, it's just refining things. Once you get to the NFL, you, yeah, you're not getting there unless yeah. you already had. You already have most yeah, of what it. you need, and yeah. So it's really the mental side, being a professional, Definitely. being able Definitely. to. Have, I hear uh, from people I know and it's my friends that have been in the NFL that the transition, even for some of the superstar first rounders, from playing a college or high school to college season, which is you know 11, 12 games, to pros where it's four or five preseason, sixteen regular and playoffs. I hear that there's a lot of fatigue where a lot phys- physically, no a lot question. of the best players by a mid season, their first, you know, sometimes first and second years or longer, they can't. They start to break down. Yeah, is that that's, something that's common? That's exactly what I was talking about earlier about training your body. Like, there's a big transition between Huge. 11 games and like to 20, 20 plus. Yeah, and if you're 20 playoffs, plus, 23, yeah, 24 exactly. games. Yeah, a lot of young players don't yeah, that's understand. Two seasons. Basically. So, yeah, yeah it, it's harder for young players to understand that and go through it. They have to just go through it. Are you guys. Um, during the season, I'm I'm getting so into the football orb and diving deep because I, I love football. Runs in my blood. That's my favorite sport. Okay. And I would have liked to play another four years of, of college and would have liked to go to the NFL and get my head knocked off. But I'm, it's better that I blew out my knee and didn't have to go through the, the damage. Yeah, you're doing all right right now. Doing all right. You're I'm doing doing I'm, I survived. But it's still in my blood. So I'm like, ah, oh, I could have played a four more season. But when you're in the NFL, and I know how we did it in high school, and I've seen it. I go to the SC practices, and I see what they do in UCLA's practices. Your weekly preparation, there's a ton of film. There's to, obviously there's recovery and ice and training room. There's, um, you know, the the intellectual side. There's running through plays, offense and defense. How much time, if any, is spent uh, with full contact in the NFL? Because it's such a violent well, nowadays Sunday. Nowadays, it's not, not any contact. Like so during, during the, the week, week once yeah, the season they, starts, it's just they pretty shoulder much pads and shorts or not even helmets or they just don't yeah, I don't it. even think they do shoulder pads anymore. It's just yes, yeah. They But when you played, you did have contact during the week? Oh. Bill yeah. Cower, I got to think he was a beast. He probably Now wanted... my first coach was Bill Parcell Ugh. at the Jets. I mean, he probably yeah, had you guys so running under into that concrete walls for practice. Yeah. Bill Parcells <laughs> was the head coach and you uh, were hitting. It was live contact. Oh, training camp was brutal. Man. Every day, full pass in the morning, shoulder pass in the afternoon. That, that was it. Every How do day. You do that day after day. Yeah, Sunday to Sunday. Like, yeah, maybe you got a a, a day off or an afternoon off. I just can't imagine the stingers oh, yeah. and the, oh, the it bruised arms and legs. To think about, the, uh, yeah. Like, when I think go back and think about it now, like, I'm like, wow. How did I do it? That was, yeah. All right, so that's interesting. So today's game with the new safety today's rules game, and the protocol they're trying for to make collision. It safe. Yeah, they're so they not don't, having contact. So does there's training a, camp is where they're gonna get it. most of their work. That's where they're gonna get all training the contact camp work. and lead into the preseason where it's obviously full contact yeah. games, and then during the season it's no yeah, limited or no yeah, contact. Yeah, that's understandable. They, they made a lot of rules, and you know it's understandable. They're yeah. trying to make the game safer. Yeah, they don't want everyone. They don't want people to get hurt. I mean, you're gonna. Yeah. It's, a, it's a dangerous game. It's totally understandable. All right, so let's switch gears now. Prepping for the routine. What's the routine? What's James Ferrier as a father's routine? Oh, man. I know every day is probably different, but what's a yeah. typical school day? How about typical? I know school what kind day. of chaos okay, goes on in my so, house in school days. Uh, the baby. He's starting to wake up at his. He's first. Yeah, he's. He used to be last, but now he's first. So, so between six and six thirty, he wakes up, and I go get him up. I let it, I try to let Iman sleep as long as she can because yeah, yeah. she's going to work. Yep. So, yeah, I get up with the baby, get him milk, 
have to get he he's still drinking milk in the morning, so I so get, get his the milk bottle. ready, get the bottle ready, and then <laughs> probably around seven o'clock is the time the girls need to get up. So that's when Iman gets up and uh, she goes and does their hair, Got and that's that's get very hair done. Yeah, now three get hair did I should say getting three girls <laughs> three girls. ready oh. and you know getting their hair done is the hair part is the, the most hardest part. the hardest part for me. <laughs> Now, you know, when I have to do it, it's, yeah, it takes me an extra 30 minutes. So, you know, that's what, so that's she why does she, that. that's her thing. Yeah. If she gets the hair done, everything else is, you. is smooth. So who's yeah. handling breakfast? Is that you? Uh, yeah, I get, I try to get them breakfast. I, yeah, they, I mean, they're five and three, yeah. so they're eating like waffles breakfast, yeah. and yeah, that's whatever I can put in the toaster. Chef. Yeah. Whatever I can fit in the toaster and they'll Quick. take it. To, yeah. Get them out of the house. So now you get them dressed and get them out of the house. Get them set. No, sometimes. Are you taking them to school? Sometimes, you know, Iman tries to take them as much as she can, but you know, sometimes she can't take them, and she'll ask me to take them. So I'll take them sometimes, and you know, when she can't take them, I mean, when she she takes them, I don't have to. So I'll be home with the baby. Got it. So, so you'll that, stay home with the baby. Yeah. So I'll be home with the baby. So you got baby duty. Yeah. So. <laughs> If I take them to school, I usually get home around 8.30, and then I'll be with the baby. But if not, I'll just... What does that mean, be with the baby? Like you're playing with the baby, you're taking him with you? Yeah, man, he just walks around the house and just gets into everything. and Just thinks just, he's the boss. Yeah, we're just having a good time. Just yeah, he's out. talking. He wants to go outside. He wants to eat everything that he sees. Right. He wants to put everything in his so mouth. So this goes so, on for how long? Yeah, so... 8.30 in the morning to... Yeah, depending on... Uh, when we schedule the babysitter, she Iman's in charge of the schedule. So, of course, yeah. she, moms are always in charge. Yeah, she does a great job of you know scheduling Keeping everything for the week. She runs yeah. a tight ship. Oh, she? great ship. Yeah, <laughs> we're lost without her. I'm yeah, telling. me too. With my wife, she runs a tight ship. Yeah, so you know the babysitter can be there between from depending on what we have to do that you know during that day. The babysitter come between either either early. Either they'll come early at nine or ten, or they'll come in like one. Yeah. And usually they're six hours. So. So then you go do your the rest of your day. Yeah, that? that's you know the rest of my day as far as you know having some free time. So whenever the babysitter comes, that's when I have. So what's that look like? A couple for you hours. Now? It's not you're not looking at tape and you're not training. And you're oh, not, I'm going to work. I'm going to the gym. Oh, you are. You're going. Yeah. You're still going to the I'll gym. I try to go to the gym. Yeah, I have to. Oh, you stay are in, in good shape. You're I lean. have to stay in shape, man. My wife's in great shape, so you got to keep up. That's with her. yeah. That's my motivation. Yeah. So you are still training. A lot different. You have a lot different physique than you did before. Oh, a lot you're different. Not, you're a lot not different. as bulked yeah. up for sure. Yeah, but you're just, still leaning in shape. That's good. Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to keep my heart rate. You know, got to keep up with those tracksters. As good as, yeah, and my girls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. my tracks, my budding track stars. Yeah. So you work out. Yeah, and by the time I get from the gym, it's time to pick the kids up oh, from school. That's so. funny. And you're back at yeah. The, now it's the and late it's, afternoon night. Now schedule. it's the worst part of the day, trying to figure out what they're gonna eat for dinner. Oh, and that's, that is the worst. Oh my goodness! If yeah, getting them to sit down and eat and oh. all of that—that that whole process is just is brutal. So this is very different than uh, full contact with Bill Parcells and but, you know, Tower and yeah. full contact practice. Just as, it's just as hard. It's just, just as hard. taxing oh, and just as hard. Just, yeah. Do you feel just as tired? You know, yeah. when seven or eight o'clock comes, man. When <laughs> we when we put those kids to sleep, it's like ah, oh, you just take a deep breath. I got a big oh. wine cellar. I got a lot of bottles you of wine. You love wine. I do oh. know that. So you break open a bottle of wine, have a glass, and like have ah. to. I have to. 
<sighs> for sure. Me too. Every night. That's every day. You like, just yeah, have you to. feel that same way. So you way are mentally and physically drained every day. Yet you can't be as, in as much pain as uh, having full contact no, all day. But, not but at all. mentally, you're in the uh, same yeah. pain. <laughs> I definitely, yeah, mentally the same pain, or maybe worse. So that's but, great. So that's that's the routine now. Yeah, that's and a totally you know, different thing. Doctor's appointments, the usual after stuff. school programs. I I try to you know you're very involved with the after yeah, school day very to involved day with all that stuff so which is awesome that's really commendable as a father to be able to do that I try to do as much as I can I, I you're making you know, me look bad I, no you're there. I feel I feel blessed I feel you know unbelievably blessed to be able to be in that you position are. and you know I thank God this every is what day you and, want to be doing yeah. with your time I mean there's nothing that I would rather be doing so that brings me up to an, another really important serious topic that. I get into this dialogue a lot with clients and business managers and friends about athletes and entertainers and setting themselves up for life after their careers and how tragic it is that so many uh, athletes, let's just say, since we're talking, make so much money during their career yet don't sustain, don't invest well, don't live right and end up with nothing when they should have been set up for the next three, four, five generations if they're, so you're able to do what you want to do. I got to think there's something to be said about how you invested, how you lived below your means, how you were somewhat conservative. You know, tell me about your, your approach as a player and now and what you've done. I know you've got some real estate holdings and things, but what is, and we don't have to get into the details of your investments, but what was your mentality did you start from early on knowing that, hey, I want to set myself up? Was it part of your education, part of your being raised? Like, how did you get to that point where so many players haven't done what you've done? And, you know, I'd just love to hear that. And well, what advice you would give to players that are in athletes that are coming through the league and signing big contracts. Yeah, you see a lot of players that, you know, well, you got to look at where we come from and how you're raised for sure environment and you know all the things around 100 percent. because you're not born into that financial education yeah i you know i wasn't a rich kid i didn't grow up with a lot of money and you know my parents in beverly hills no (laughs) my family didn't have a big you know financial history or background to be able to teach me you know did your parents go to college Yes, they both went yeah, to college, so graduated from college. You already had an advantage yes. there. You have very educated parents. And, you know, they were A lot of athletes both, don't. Yes, both two parents in the household. So, you know, I was very fortunate with that. Yeah. And, you know, both working parents. But, you know, I think the foundation is, you know, it all comes down to, to the person and sure. what type of person you are. And I've always been a, you know, sort of conservative person and, you know, not really trying to be flashy or, you know, didn't yeah. want to too much attention i've always been low-key like that and you know once you you get a guy 22 20 coming coming into the draft and coming into the league and signing multi-million dollar deals and never having this never never anything yeah never having this much money at one time and you know you think you're on top of the world i thought i was the richest man in the world when i Signed my first contract. Yeah, but if you go from having zero your whole life and you've right. never seen anyone, you've never seen wealth, you've never understood it, yeah. and all of a sudden here's a 10, 20, whatever million dollar yeah, contract, exactly. or even if it's a $1 million contract, it it's like unfathomable. And- yes. So you have to you have to deal with that, and you basically have to be, you have to look at it as, and not a lot of guys look at this, but you have a small window. Very small for football. Very small window. any sport or anything. For, yeah. 
any entertainment. To be, this is probably the most money you're going to make ever in your life in this short this span short of time. time period. Yeah, I mean, unless you're just. Unless you're you know, lucky, yeah. Yeah. Magic so, Johnson or whatever. I mean, you have to. You have to be able to, if you want to sustain your lifestyle that you're living right now and, you know, have all the things that you want to enjoy in life, you have to save your money. You have to save and invest and make smart decisions. And, you know, you see a lot of guys, it's a lot of, waste a lot of money on jewelry, cars, Cars, things that don't appreciate and, you know, things that lose value as soon as you buy Depreciating assets. Yeah. So... You know, you you go through that phase and you get a lot of guys, you know, succumb to that, you know, because peer pressure is tough, too, in the NFL. They see so everyone. They want to keep up the You Joneses. see the older guys. He's got a Lambo. He's exactly. got the Miami condo. Exactly. He's got this ring. So, you know, so that, everyone's pe- trying that peer to keep pressure up. is tough. Wow. And it's definitely tough for young players. And that's where you get – that's where you start getting in trouble. Yeah. Isn't there – um, isn't there voices uh, – whether it's in the sports professional organization side or the agent player representation side or the business, aren't there people saying, Hey, don't be a cliche. Aren't there people, or is it just, they say it, but it's hard to, to actually live it. Yeah. But you have, yeah. These people that, that you have to worry about who you surround yourself with and the people that you're around. Cause that's everything. Yeah. That's a lot of the people that That are are telling you. you certain things. They're, they have different agendas. Yeah. Inv- so, invest have, in my nightclub and my yeah, restaurant. You have a lot lost. of that. You have a lot of people that try to make you feel guilty. Like, you know, I supported you yeah. this for so this. So many. Yeah. Now, you know, now you're writing you should look for out. For, you should look out for me. And, you know, as an athlete, you get that as a professional a athlete. I'm sure. And that's, so there's people coming that's at you. the stuff that, you know, drags people down. And, you know, that's why you see these situations. And, you know, guys got to understand that, you know, you know, some things that you did in the past, you can't do anymore. Yeah. Some some mindsets that you yeah. used to have, you can't have that mindset anymore. Yeah. Some people that you used to associate with, you, can't. you might not be able to associate them with the same way yeah. anymore because your life is different. And there are there any veterans or organizations that do this? I mean, you would be a good spokesman uh, for educating athletes. I mean, I think it's just. Athletes. I've always thought I'd love to help out and educate athletes entertainers just financial for education me so they for me it was just you know learning what i learned and just trying to tell as many young guys so as you i do can try yeah. to pass on oh, your knowledge for and sure and people. you know the guys a lot of my teammates you know we're mentors to a lot of young guys and good that are coming up in the league and That's young superstars so you know we are this is a small fraternity so yeah. you know we all see the downfalls and the loopholes and the you know, the situations that you shouldn't be in. And we've all learned from that. And, you know, just guys, just a lot of, we're really close. And the fact that, you know, a lot of the older guys try to help the young guys out. That's fantastic. you know, nobody wants to see that. You know, yeah, it's, you make a, a ton of money and you're broke and you're having yeah, to, try to try to get, trying to get a job and work a nine to five. It's just tragic. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, you have generational money you're making within yeah. a short period of time. It's a shame to see it all go to waste, but that's that's honorable. It's wonderful that you're doing that. Oh, but yeah, just you know, for younger players, just uh, just learn how to manage and save your money, and you know, you don't have to try to make home run investments. Just you yeah. know, saving it is probably the best so thing you can just do. Not spending, yeah, it. Just, just not spending it. Just saving it in a low interest yeah. bearing account. <laughs> yeah, don't try to go out and have 15, 20 cars. Yeah, you can only drive one. Yeah, you can only drive I one. You. I know. 
It's so, true. Think about yeah. that. The millions of dollars wasted on that. Millions. And that, you know, I'm saying this because I've I've been through it. Yeah. I've I've made all the mistakes that, you know, yeah. they're probably gonna make and done all the things that they're thinking about doing and, you know, looking back on it, I wish I would have, you know, had somebody to tell me that or somebody to influence me to, you know, make different decisions. Yeah. So Yeah, but you caught on. I mean, obviously you did something right. You put yourself in a position now where you can focus on being a dad and you have your investments and and you're able to pass it on and you got a long career of whatever you want to do ahead of you that lets me think what is next for you are there passions of interest outside of of course parenting but do you have interests in uh, hobbies or other careers that you're thinking you'd like to pursue going forward or you know that's too far down the road man i'm just (laughs) yeah trying to get my babies into kindergarten right now (laughs) so you're just yeah mr dad right now you know i i'm I basically, I'm basically living through my kids yeah. and, you know, enjoying, you know, what they're going through and, you know, all the things they have going on. And, you know, it's been so much fun for me. And my wife, she told me last night, she was like, you really found your calling with going out there with these girls. And I was like, I mean, so you're just going to embrace that to the oh, fullest, yeah. to the and, fullest, you to know, fullest. so that lasts another 10, 15 years. Oh yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. yeah. That's like, a, that, so yeah, you'll that's get my to second career. When you get to that, you'll think yes. about what's third after being yeah, a parent. Once <laughs> all my kids are out of the house and in college and then you know, you'll successful. start evaluating what else. Yeah. Do I then I'll do? see what's next. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. That's fair enough. That's good. Good response. So tell me, uh, getting back to football, what is your take on the state uh, status of the NFL, uh, both from a business marketing standpoint, also from the safety collision protocol? You know, is the game going in the right direction with making new rules? Obviously, the less contact, less hitting with the head. I mean, I assume most people think it's safe, but does it change the does it change the texture of the game? Does it change the heart and soul of the game? Give me your just overall take, and you could go in any direction here, from the business uh, side to the player side to the fan side. Well, business is booming, as my uh, former teammate Antonio Brown would say. Yeah, business is booming for the NFL. I yeah. think they're, you know, they're a money Successful. machine. Yeah, huge. All the owners are making money, so they're happy, and the game is getting safer. Yeah. The players don't like the new rules. They don't. But, they don't like it. You know, in the big scheme of things, that's, you know, they're going to have to change. And, you know, every generation has had to go through a, you know, certain transition period. Evolution. Yeah, transition. a certain period to make the game safer. And then you you can go back to, you know, the beginning of football and you can see the different changes, the, yeah, different, different rules. Different changes, the different eras. And, yeah. So, you know, you have to adjust and be able to adjust. I mean, because. So you really think players, for the most part, are like, ah, this is I don't like it's this change. It's it's restricting me too much. I don't want to think about whether I lower my head or don't. You stay over, even though they know they're it's being done for, hopefully for their safety. They don't like it, but they are. Yeah, they have to adjust. Yeah, and those that adjust the best will be the yeah. the ones that stick around. I mean, it's a hard adjustment. Oh, I mean, that's for a sure. hard adjustment. You're I'm coming glad up, I don't play in this. You're coming full speed. And you're going to try to take down a running back coming at you four oh, or five downhill. And, and yeah. you, you got to think about, wait, I can't use my head. I got to yeah. move it to the side and form tack. I mean, it's tough. That it's in real time, work. real speed, that is really difficult to do. Yeah. And you Especially can't, for the last 15 years it's since hard high to school. Even judge, it's hard to even judge yeah, those of type course. of plays in real time. Right. Like, it's going so you're fast. You're the referee. Like, you. You can't really know what you just saw until yeah. you like slow it down. And as a player, it's happening so fast. Oh, you don't know where your body's oh, going to end up when you're chasing someone and, you know, all of a sudden, boom, boom, you're t- 
taking on a taking on a, the lineman and the fullback now filling the hole and boom it, yeah, there's a lot to it, but of course it makes sense. We want it people to be sense. safe. You want to do whatever you can to make people safe, and we're gonna. They're have trying to, to get more involved with the youth now. To you know, start I see bringing a lot it, more starting it lower. Yeah, starting trying it to make when they're it, young. Yeah. So you know, in that aspect, I think it's good. But you know, it's a violent game. It's a For tough sure. sport, and it's always gonna be that way until they stop playing it. So yeah, it is. You know, you just no have to it. adjust, and you know deal with you know all the changes that you make but it's and and at the end of the day it's gonna make make everybody more money yeah and make it's a big business yeah. as big a business as it gets yeah it's killing it for sure so who are some of uh let's like, who are some of the toughest running backs to play against we're like oh man this is gonna be a long day <sighs> oh, there's probably man. a lot of them. go back to my days uh cory dylan was always tough uh rudy johnson was uh, he's one of my uh, one of the kids that grew up in my neighborhood. Oh, really? Yeah, you both were Virginia. Yeah, he he was probably one of the tougher running backs to tackle. I mean, who did he play for? Cincinnati, Cincinnati. the Bengals. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's my buddy from Oakland? Marshawn Lynch. He was one of the toughest to tackle. Yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah, uh, I played with two of the greatest, Jerome Bettis and. Uh, Curtis Martin. Yeah. They were two of the best. I mean, did you ever have to scrimmage against Jerome the bus? I mean, yeah. you have to bring him down? Yeah. Yeah. He, How could yeah. you not be scared? How can a human being not? You just have to shut it down, brainwash yeah, yourself. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You got to get. Because he is truly Jerome Bettis, one yeah. of the just thickest, strongest, fastest. I, he seems like he could have just run through a wall. To and me, you got to stop him. But to me, the, the toughest guys to tackle was the small guys. Got it. The big guys were easy. Bigger you know, yeah, or? it's a bigger target. Yeah, you know, I I I'd rather go against a bigger running back. Got it. Than you know. So you're you're having fits when the guy. shifty guys that are so yeah, quick give everybody fits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be chasing a rabbit around. <laughs> right. So they might look make you look bad because you're you're missing. But I mean, I'm I was gonna just, make you look bad. There's no way about they're so quick. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just thinking about in just straight collisions, running backs that are lowering their heads and like boom, you oh, got to yeah. just take them on, and that's. It's tough. So those are the guys. And now today, when you look at today's game, you, who do you look at as sort of the, some of your favorite players on either side of the ball? Today's game? Yeah. I like all the new young quarterbacks. So many good quarterbacks. The, uh, it's unbelievable how good the quarterbacks the Cleveland are. Cleveland quarterback. Yeah, we're in trouble this year. Yeah. The Steelers are in trouble. Uh-oh. Don't let Tomlin but, uh, hear that. That's all right. We still have Ben. Yeah, you still have Ben. Somehow he just pulls it out every year. Yeah. He, I don't know how he keeps I mean, standing on his feet. Yeah. He takes so many hits. Just solidifying his Hall of Fame career. Oh, what a career. Yeah, yeah I like all the young players. All what there. is I his mean, mindset, you know, Ben Roethlisberger? I mean, he to, to do it year after know. year after year. Man, he's, yeah, he's he's getting up there now. And, you know, now for it's him, a it's long just time. legacy, winning. Yeah. It's about championships. Like Brady. Yeah. just want to win and legacy. And, just want to win. Yeah. So those are so those are some of your what were some of the favorite players you like to watch in your era? Oh man. My days. Man, all the yeah, all the famous guys, Elways, Marinos. Yeah. All of those guys. I mean who else? I mean, I, I don't even Joe know. Montana. All those quarterbacks. Randall Cunningham. Oh yeah, Randall Cunningham. 
Warren Moon. Warren Moon, all the old so Giants like linebackers. LT. LT, Carl Banks. Oh, that was a tough defense. Yeah, Pepper Johnson. I played with Pepper Johnson. Did you? Yeah. I uh, played with the Jets or Steelers? One one or two years with Pepper at the Jets. That's a badass, yeah. right? <laughs> man. Can he yeah. hit somebody? Can he come up and just stick somebody? Oh man, he was yeah. He was already a legend when I when I saw him. So, oh. you know. He was, yeah. Hit Brian Cox. Yeah. I played oh. with Brian Cox. He's coaching, right? I think so. I'm pretty sure he's coaching now. Yeah, Loves, Mo Lewis. Mo Lewis should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he was nice. one of the best linebackers I've ever seen. There's and so I, many good players, and so I, many. As a football fan, I I don't even have a team. I just appreciate, partially because the Rams and the Raiders left LA, and I was an LA guy, but now they're back. But still, I just always appreciate watching certain players. It doesn't matter what team they're on. And it doesn't matter what side of the ball they're on. It just really always appreciates certain players. And I loved watching Ronnie Lott play. That was my oh man, that was my favorite. Him and Eric Dickerson, my offensive, defensive guys growing up. Love Eric just Dickerson. Love watching, oh, watching yeah. different guys at every position and appreciating from linemen, inner linemen. Man, how I, the, was, uh, I was I was definitely the guards, the linebackers, the safety, all definitely, of it. Definitely blessed to have to to play with the just you know that organization. The start of my career, I mean, it was like, yeah, Vinny Testaverde, a lot of Keyshawn legendary Johnson, guys. Keyshawn was an SC Curtis guy, and Dorsey High and Pally guy. Yeah, played against Aaron him in high school. Glenn, Brian Cox, Mo Lewis, Steve Atwater was on the Atwater. team for a year. Yeah, that was a tough hitting safety. <laughs> I mean, just he knocked those out a lot guys of <laughs> like they molded like my whole. So that's what NFL you, you came up so, yeah. with those guys. Yeah, learning from those guys was just like. Graduate school thing, yeah. of football. Oh, man. It was the best. Yeah. Well, anything else? Any other anecdotes you want to share with us? It's amazing that you've had some time to get in here. I'm so glad. You might break the podcast with all oh, the Oh, man. I was that. talking. I was taking notes of things that I didn't want to forget about. Well, so let's talk about stuff. We got plenty of time. The first thing I had to, the, that I had to remember to not forget was the police called like two weeks ago. So the kids are on spring break. All, oh, here we go. We're all home. So I, I have the kids, and I think one of the babysitters is off on vacation. So it's so, just you? Yeah, it's just me in the house with all the kids. Uh. So, you know, we're going through a typical day. You know, the, we're going inside the house, outside. We're going to play outside. Yeah. We're coming back inside. I'm having to send the twins, the oldest two, and time out here. Yeah, time yeah of out, course. Time out for you. Time out. time out for you. That works in your house? God, I can never. It doesn't no, work very well. Oh, good. Not really. Not no, really good. I mean. We do that too. I got uh, So, yeah, we're doing, just having a we typical, good? typical day. Typical and day. All the kids are running around. I'm having a nervous nobody's breakdown. Really, nobody's really having, you know, any type of major problem. So, I'm thinking You're it's like, all, is, I yeah, got it's it. all good. good. <laughs> Everything's cool. So, you know. I think I had both of the twins in timeout at one point and I was holding the baby and I realized like, where's my other one? Where's Leah? Somebody's missing. Leah's missing. Oh man. So I started yelling Leah's name Can't around find the house. It. Can't Nothing. find it. Just like 20 minutes going on. Oh God. Now I'm, panic. I'm panicking. Yeah. I'm panicking, trying to figure out if I'm going to call the police or not. Right. So I'm running. I'm So we were, Inside the house and outside the house. You're so looking all over. We're playing. Yeah, I'm thinking she, she might have slipped outside the house. Oh, 
we have a fence around the whole property, yeah, but, but still, yeah. you know, you Did never you know. Out of the gate? I'm, a, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, yeah. I'm always thinking the worst. Worst. Oh man. Yeah. So I would be panicked. Now she's never ever. Have you like, called him on at this point, or you no, don't want to alarm no, her? No, I'm still. Yeah. I'm still. You're worried. trying to hold it together. I'm, yeah, I'm still. I'm holding the baby. Almost in tears, trying oh, to keep God. my other kids calm. Yeah, and but trying to get them to help me. Though. Crisis, crisis. Yeah. I need y'all red to help alert, me. Red oh, alert. Red alert. Oh man. Oh, it was the worst. Oh, it was. Yeah. I feel Cold your pain. red. Cold red. Cold so, red for sure. I feel your so, pain. So yeah, the struggle is go real. Go to the front. Go to the back one more time. Like, eff it. I gotta call the police. This is what it's like to yeah, be a parent, call ladies police. and gentlemen. So now you're calling nine one one. I called nine one one in a frantic panic. Oh. Like, my baby's missing. I don't know what happened. She was just here 30 minutes ago. She's not responding. She's never done this before. Like, please come help me. I need help. Yeah. And oh the God. lady was trying to keep me calm. I'm still panicking. Of course. I'm How still can you stay calm? Walking still around looking. looking. So are you just within your property or you're now walking still out on the my street property. down the still block? Still on the property. Because yeah. that compound is closed. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> you're yeah. hoping she's Nobody's just Nobody's going in or out. And you she's know, not responding. Yes. You, no oh. response. And I'm like, oh, so the lady calms me down. I'm trying to stay calm. And she's trying to ask me what the what the baby had on. I'm like, I don't remember <laughs> what she had on. Like, stop asking me that. I don't know. <laughs> like, and, you know, you think about it, man. You know, it's a lot of things. You think it about it. could be a lot, a lot of, yeah. of things, yeah. Yeah. Of you, course. You're thinking the worst. Everything's going through your head. So they finally, the police finally get there. I'm still in the pain. I'm like, please, I'm like, please help me. Like, I cannot find this girl. So they have people, they they have cops in the neighborhood. That are all now swarming the house. Yeah, it's like five or six policemen. Right. So at this point, yeah, we're all still looking. We're going in and out of the house. They're trying to they're trying to talk to me, keep me calm. You're freaked out. I mean, come on, that's at one point we all end up outside. Outside the the property or in the yard. No, outside in the backyard. Okay. We all end up outside, and one of the policemen were like, okay, everybody stay here, and we're going to go back inside and look. Because we're all looking. Everywhere. Now, yeah. So now he's got everybody outside. And you go in with him? No, I didn't go no, in. he goes I stayed in. in. Yeah, all just policemen only. They all went the inside. police went in. Like three or four of them went inside. One of them stayed outside with, you, to keep you with me, and the we started we kept looking around the house. Got it. So we go around the side. So now you nothing, got the strategy. Nothing. Oh my god! Yeah. This so, is so they're inside. I'm outside. Imagine. We, me and the, uh, me and oh. my baby, we go. We follow the policeman to the cars in the front yard, parked, and we nothing in the nothing in the cars. So we're like, okay. Then all of a sudden, we hear on the radio, we found her. We found her, and I'm like, oh my god. Where was we she? We found her. Under my baby's bed, under his crib. Playing, just hanging out. She was asleep. Sleeping? She fell asleep. And when she woke up, she woke up to us screaming probably. And I think she got scared. And just and went under froze the bed. up. She froze. I think she froze and didn't want to. She did. She, she heard what to do. She heard the fear in my voice yeah. probably. Panic. And was like, nah, I'm not coming out. And she didn't come out. And Holy the policeman Jesus. was holding her. Was holding her and she was just crying. Hysterical. She and I was like, "Oh man, I was so happy." Yeah, I mean that is that's parenting one hundred and one. That's what it go. That's what. It's but that's like, not the, the end of it. That's not. That's the not end the of, end of it. That's, there's better. That's the end of the the tragedy. But there's the, another yeah. chapter or another. so. I'm planning on telling my wife. Oh yeah, about you this. gotta let me yeah. know. I'm gonna tell her 
I'm gonna tell were her you, when what, she gets was home. Was there a moment where you're like, man, maybe I won't disclose. Maybe I'll just keep this one between me and the kids. Or you know, the there's story no way. was so classic. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's you like had to, you had to share. This it. is something that yeah. we're gonna talk, yeah. tell for the rest well, of my life. Well, now hopefully the whole world's gonna hear. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm thinking about I'm gonna tell my wife when she comes home this from work. Classic. So she comes home from work. She gets home. It's time to go to practice. No, she gets home before. I mean, she gets home after we leave. Oh, so you didn't have a so chance we, to yeah, tell her? So, yeah, I had to take the girls to practice. Okay, so now you got to hold it in longer. So, we get to practice. I forget all about the whole incident. I am forgot about everything. You're in the zone. Everything. You're track yeah. coach. We're, we're leaving pra- track practice, and my <laughs> wife is talking to one of the uh, moms, and my five-year-old was like, Mommy, we had like five police cars at our house oh, today. That's- Leah was lost. <laughs> That's how I'm she finds like, out. I'm standing like five feet away, but I can hear it. I can oh, hear it. I'm like, oh, oh no. Shit. Oh, I mean, no. oh, shoot. Let me, yeah. No, Let, you could, now you I have to get over here. Yeah. Deal. We're cursed. Now I have to, yeah. Now, <laughs> now I, you got to backtrack. Now I have reverse to reverse engineer yeah. the story. Now I have to tell the story. My wife is, she's like, wait a minute. What yeah. happened? Now you can't control oh, the story. I have to quit my job. I have to quit my job. <laughs> She was like, I can't have this going on. Like, what? I was like, let me just, you know. She's so retiring. I, that's yeah. it. She's I going broke home. Down, I broke down the story, told her the whole story. And I had, yeah. So it was all the parents around. So everybody heard Everybody the heard the James yeah. Farrier, yes. Mr. Mom yes. story. Yes. That's one and of the that worst, was, best ending stories I've that ever was heard. Great. But one of the worst oh. panic attack stories. Oh, it was it was. And we all brutal. go through similar things at different with kids where we were like, oh. <gasps> Yeah. Where's the kid? Where's this? I've never had it that bad. I, I had to call the police. I, I haven't had police. to call the police. Like, yeah. Oh, That's I how hope bad I don't it got have... for me. I, yeah, yeah. I hope that never happens to any parent. Well, that is a hell of a story, James yeah. Ferrier. Yeah, that was the first thing. That, yeah. Any what other else? good stories you need to share what with us? Let's get to it. There. Now we're getting heated up. Yeah, we talked about UVA. We talked about track. Oh, and how I... I I'm fighting not to be that dad. Yeah, you're like trying not to be yeah, hardcore. I'm just not that. <laughs> uh, I had Leah, my baby, my baby girl. Her her problems with school. She's having a, she's having to go pick her up at school probably every couple weeks. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get she, the call from school. Yeah, she gets kicked out of school every week. We I'm have a little bit of wait, that too. I'm just waiting for the moment that they tell her that she's not gonna be able to come back. Oh, hopefully I have that, that too. That's fun, hopefully it, it won't be the case. Hopefully she works it out. But you know what else? Oh, in the school application process that oh, we, we talked about at dinner yeah. one night. It's like it's, getting into college, but that's for kindergarten. Yeah, for kindergarten. Even more intense than I remember. It's yeah. more intense. Yeah, it's brutal. It's more intense, I'm Welcome sure. Welcome to life in L.A. That's life in L.A. You're Man. now in Angelino. Yeah. You're not in Virginia. It's You're rough. not in Houston anymore. It's not Kansas. <laughs> I'll tell you that. L.A. is overall, it's pretty challenging. I mean, it's an unbelievable, wonderful city. But you're now in Angelino. Let's maybe end on that. What's your Man. take on now that you're new to L.A.? You've been here. Has it been two years or a year and a half? No. A year? It's not even a year. Oh, seems it'll like be you've been here year, forever, James. It'll be a year in May. So what's your take being in Angelino on this oh, beautiful city of man. angels? I don't know where else I would go. You love it. There's nowhere else to be. Well, we're so happy to have you. Great place to be. I mean, yeah, that's it. We're this happy to it. have you. Well, James Ferrier, legend. Toughest man on the planet, now also the kindest, gentlest father on the planet. Wow, you just are trying legend. to be daddy daycare of the year. Just you are. You're your dad of the year, 2018 year. and That's 19. Two goal. years. You're going for three Pete this yeah. year. 
So hope to see you guys at the beach this summer. Get the kids, yes, get some definitely. dinner. Hopefully, Amon uh, isn't going to be too upset with uh, t telling that story, but I guess it's oh, out there. Oh, it's a classic. It's All right, a classic. Man. Well, I appreciate you coming on the deal. It's always great to thanks hang. Thanks for having we'll me. We'll do this it again soon. All this right, thanks, great. James. Thank you. Man, thank you, James Ferrier, for chopping it up with us, hanging out. It's always so much fun hanging out with, with James and his wife, Iman. He's also a good friend of ours. You can always find James at JamesFerrier51 on the gram. Uh, again, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Hard to imagine how he played in the NFL and was ferocious and had, I don't know, 1,412 tackles. That's a lot of hits. That's like running into a wall full speed multiple times uh anyway you can always find us at dannybrownla.com or on the gram at dannybrownla thank you enjoy your labor day weekend and we'll look forward to seeing you guys soon we got some great guests coming up josh levine rebel radio we also have a cia special guest uh, who was heavy into heavy into terrorism defense etc so that's going to be a really cool one and stay tuned for more uh Talk to you soon.